All right, and welcome back to the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil. That would make me terrible, Troy. I'm treacherous, Trista. And beheading Justin. Excellent, Peace. excellent. Someone suggested that it was Justin beheading at the end instead of beheading, but but then it didn't match the, the <coughs> fonts of everyone else. But it, I did. It was a good suggestion. I do like that suggestion. Yeah. It was definitely. It's well thought out for sure. Yeah. All right. I'll change. I'm, I'm going to go change your banner right now. No, we'll do that. We'll do that later. But it's a special show tonight. It's uh. So it's not. It's the Eve. It's Christmas Eve Eve. <laughs> believe. Don't we're gonna believe. do our yes. We're gonna do our thirteen Christmas horror films. This will be a fun show. Always. This was a hard one for me to narrow down because I could do like. Also true. Just all of them could make my list, even the yeah. bad ones. Yeah. But we'll get to we'll get to them too. All right, and I and I apologize in advance if I cannot uh, read comments <laughs> in the chat. Yo peeps from Alan Postscript. I could read that one. All right. So who who's the start the evening? Maybe we'll start with Justin since he's our start guest with, this evening. Yes, for sure. So how are we? Uh, how are we start doing? With thirteen, number thirteen. Yeah. And we'll all do our thirteen, and then we'll move them down. Perfect. That's how I thought it would go. So my number thirteen would have to go to uh, Rare Exports. Uh, ah, second, excellent. Yeah. So it's. I guess looking at this list now uh, that I have on this note card, it's actually not the most recent uh, of the bunch. But so what made what made the list for me on this movie is uh, for those who don't know, Rare Exports is about uh, Santa Claus being this evil entity that has been buried underground for thousands of years and is just about to be unearthed by this construction crew and this there's this little boy that finds out about it who basically tries to stop that. And in the process, you have all these evil elves that come out and you find Santa has actually been brought out and is stuck inside of a giant ice cube in this warehouse. And it's a very interesting film just because of how it, um, it just all the little different things that they do with Christmas, uh, in this film and just turn it around for the horror aesthetic of it. Uh, it's a very interesting film. It makes the bottom of the list because there were some things that I wasn't so fond of right. uh, with it, but I won't go into those because I'd rather yeah. go into this spoiler free. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm with you on the movie too. I, I, I actually, it didn't quite make my list, but I love the idea of it and the, and the, uh, the visuals of the movie. Yeah, the premise is great in that movie. I agree. Like, I just wish like the the build up led up to a to a better ending. I guess. And anyone out there wants to see a lot of naked, uh, creepy Santa Clauses, this is your film. <laughs> or, or actually, they were more like, were they elves? I'm trying to remember. That's true. I can't remember I either? It's on. It's on my list of my my thirteen favorite uh, naked elderly men movies. <laughs> And for anyone that has Shutter, you can find it on there. Very good. Yeah, Shutter has a lot of cool selections on there. Most of the things on my list are on Shutter. Oh, nice. That's a good thing. Let's see. Uh, we'll go around this way. So, Troy, what's your number thirteen? Um, my thirteen, I've got uh, Santa's Sleigh, <laughs> which Goldberg. is kind of a mindless, lot of fun movie. It's uh, well, 
big body count. I think it might be the biggest body count on my list. And uh, yeah, it's it's a fun movie. And if you ever wanted to see like Bill Goldberg as Santa Claus, it's the movie for you. Mm-hmm. And and finally, uh, a dream duo: James Caan and Bill Goldberg together. Yep. In the film. Yep. Uh, Trista, yep, it's number oh, thirteen, and that's probably where it belongs. Yeah, it's a fun. It is a <laughs> yeah. fun movie. Trista, you're thirteen. My thirteen is uh, bending the genre rules a little bit, but it's Home Alone, and I still contend that Home Alone is a horror film. We've talked about this. Um, it's a small eight-year-old boy alone in a house. It's a home invasion film and these two grown men are trying to come in um and i love this film so my 13 is <laughs> i like it i like it thank you yep. it's and it's got joe pesci how can you go wrong exactly yep. yeah and he's great in it he is uh my number 13 if i could see here uh through my coal eyes is a christmas horror story it's william shatner it's a right. funny anthology, uh, and you get like a, a, a buff Santa Claus, like a, a roided oh, yeah. up Santa Claus battling Krampus. So that's and, and Krampus is all buff list. too. Yeah, yeah, it's, it brings out the wrestling fan in me. Yeah, yep. It's not the greatest film, I'll admit, but I enjoy <laughs> it, and uh, I get a kick out of William Shatner. Oh, he was one of the best parts for sure. Yeah. All right, now we're to the dozen here. Number 12. So, <laughs> this is where we're going for uh, some repeats here. My number 12, coincidentally, is A Christmas Horror Story. Oh, nice. It's also my number 12, so we'll, we're <laughs> going to get that off everybody's list. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you guys didn't put Home Alone on your list? <laughs> what kind of horror fans are you? <laughs> That's my number one. We get off the bill, <laughs> But I guess my reasons for making the list, uh, there's a few similar ones that uh, Troy pointed out. Namely, uh, the thing that almost bumped it off the list was the fact that most of the stories beforehand are some, they have good setups. They don't have very good resolution. The majority of the stories. Like, there's one that's takes place like in a Catholic school, if I remember correctly, that had a good setup, but not a very good ending. There was yep. one about a family getting attacked by Krampus that was uh, also kind of a similar story. The one that was the most, uh, that kept my attention the most, was Santa fighting all these, his elves. That, that is the best one. Yeah. Virus, yeah. Which then leads to a fight with Krampus. Was that like uh, the wraparound in that? Is that, is that uh, the wraparound was Shatner, Shatner. isn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh I guess that isn't that part of the wraparound because he's like that the guy that's being attacked by Santa's calling in or Santa's calling in or something. Uh yes, it was part of the wraparound. So it's yeah, so it kind of works its way back around. So I think, and ultimately that final that segment and the finale of it yeah. was the ending, which again I do not want to spoil. Is what bumped it on, put it on the list, and bumped it up over Rare Exports. Rare Exports being the exact, op- being basically like one of the stories in the Christmas Horror Story. Great setup, not so great uh, ending. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Thank you. 
All right, so that was uh, that was twelve. Troy, you're twelve. That's my twelve as oh, well. Right. Yeah. Yep. Trista, do you have a horror movie for number twelve? <laughs> I'm just teasing. I do. <laughs> my twelve is Better Watch Out, which is the inverse of Home Alone. It that, is. It the is. whole film is an homage to Home Alone. So mm-hmm. maybe I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um. Yeah, Better Watch Out was very good. I, I, I thought it. the twist was very... Uh, I saw the twist coming, but it's still um, a well-executed film with a lot of dark humor, which is my favorite. I agree with you 100%. It's actually on my list a little higher, but uh, not too. too much higher, but uh, I love right it too. Right Home Alone, right? It is, it's it is. right near there. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Maybe it's on a tie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a that's a, one of my favorite modern uh, Christmas horror movies. It's just a really fun movie, and like you said, uh, definitely dark horror, dark humor. Because I find and it very funny, although it's young actors too. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Because there are some gruesome scenes in the movie, but it's still uh, I find it fun. That paint can scene yeah. is an amazing homage to Home Alone, yep. right? Yeah. And it's so well executed. Mm-hmm. It also gives you the realistic side of the, right. The life lesson. Oh right. yeah. So don't yeah, try this at home, kids. With this, guys. <laughs> yeah, see. So my number twelve, I I don't know. I doubt it'll make anyone else's list, but uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night Five, The Toy Maker. Five. Number five. It's the most. <laughs> it's the most like bizarre film of the Silent Night, Deadly Night franchise. I remember. I I always was a fan of the first two. Yep. Uh, I won't talk so much, but the second one is really just 45 minutes of the first movie. Then. It is. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen a movie that's like so. Me rough. either. <laughs> Which kind of makes me love it in a way, but if you want, it's not, they're not good to watch back to back, though. It's no, like watching not. the same movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then after that, they just really go off the rails. And, Which one uh, is Clint Howard? In? That's number four. Oh, okay. That one's I'm not not a fan. But the <laughs> so I get to the fifth one, and I pretty much had given up. And then this movie is just totally bad shit crazy. It's got Mickey Rooney in it. Well, he, he had he so much to say about the first movie too. Wow. <laughs> he makes it, and the end is just in, insane. I don't want to spoil it, but there's basically like a. It's basically he basically makes like his own Pinocchio, who's who's has he's like a Ken doll, so he's got no genitals, but he's also in love and wants to have uh, sex with his mom, and it's just <laughs> insane. This sounds great. I can't wait. I, to yeah, this. me too. I, I highly recommend it. it. <laughs> <laughs> or Home Alone. Right. Yeah, see, well, I think I think it makes they a both good have double those feature. Oedipus things going on, yeah. and it, yeah, so that's it's a perfect. good double feature. I think. <laughs> but I, I highly recommend Silent Night, Deadly Night 5. I might even move it up higher in my list if I think about it. Which I must say is still always fascinating to me that still having not seen Part 5, but knowing that Mickey Rooney crashed the first movie and, you know, talk about how it was, you know, attacking such a sacred holiday, and then here he comes in Part 5. <laughs> well, that had a, a big check with it. Part five, so it <laughs> kind of changed his mind a little. Yeah, bit. it helps, huh? Rank and Bass weren't on the phone; they weren't doing the "Hey, we're gonna make uh, Rudolph shiny, nice. happy Christmas." Part seven, <laughs> and it's produced by Brian Usna, who will be on the show next week. 
Nice. All right, I'll have to watch this before next week, though. You got to do it. Number, now we're until 11. All righty. So my number 11 is another one of Troy's, actually, Santa's Sleigh. Oh, nice. Nice. Yes. Which, uh, that's one I saw recently, actually, because I had heard about it all this time. And the opening scene is when I knew that I was going to love the movie. Just... The Massacre of James Conn, Fran Drescher, Christopher <laughs> Chan, Rebecca Gayhart. And I know that there's, I feel like there's one other actor I'm missing in that scene, but just the way that <clears throat> Bill Goldberg just decimates this family at Christmas dinner is just fantastic. And I mean, the deaths of the movie are just great. The one that sticks in my mind the most is the guy that tries to mug, mug Bill Goldberg in Santa Claus. And then he just bends him backwards and shoves a <laughs> candy cane through the back of his head and out his eye. It's it's just such a fun movie. I, I love yeah. it. I fell over there as soon as I saw it. And Goldberg's got like the best like hair piece too. It just looks so good on him. Oh yeah. Like the, the Santa rug looks dynamite on him. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the the bison for a reindeer. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's badass. I'm a fan as well. It didn't make my list, but I'm a fan. Number 11, Troy. Uh, number 11, I have uh, Christmas Evil from 1980 on there. Which, it, again, not a perfect movie, but a lot of fun. Amazing ending. Oh, yeah, the best ending. <laughs> Cheap plug, you can listen to uh, interview with Brandon Maggart, the star of Christmas Evil on Without Your Head. I think it was about a year ago uh, this week. I think you're right, yeah. It was yeah. the last interview did before I went uh, out to L.A. anyway. But yeah, I, I love that movie. It's a yeah, lot higher than that. That was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And again, I don't want to spoil, but uh, the ending is just, uh, makes really makes a movie. But honestly, it's a really well-acted movie. Yeah, Because it, it is. could just be like kind of a silly horror movie, which some of these are. But I think his performance uh, as the as the killer adds a lot of sympathy to the role. Yeah. Number eleven, Trista. My eleven. Sorry, Beverly is crashing the party. Hi. <laughs> <Aww>. Beverly. <laughs> um, my eleven is the Lodge. I'm not um, seeing the Lodge. Oh, I recommend it. I'm I really like, I into it. cult stuff. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys are into cult stuff. I'm really fascinated by cults. So anything with cult <laughs> appeals to me. What did you say? Oh, I was saying, as am I. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, I didn't know that. Justin, I mean, I'm always finding more things we haven't talked about. It's, it's weird. Kitties and cults are, are weird. <laughs> oh, exactly. And the two are so much fun. Yep. But I watch a lot of cult dogs. Like, cults fascinate me so much. Um, and, and so that was a big appeal uh, with this film. But I recommend it. I think it was really well made. Really. I don't have to check. Yeah, Tomb of Nick Cage is yelling at me in the chat that I have not seen The Lodge. But they agree with you. It's an awesome pick. <laughs> they say it's awesome and horrifying. I agree. My, uh, I didn't do my 11 yet, right? No, yeah. 
Uh, my number eleven uh, is probably cheating because it's not a feature film, but it's it's a short. But I think it's absolutely amazing, and that is Treevenge, and it's about Christmas trees that get their revenge and start to eat people. And I'm I sold just it. from that, just from the description. Yeah, I wanted to play it during our uh, festival, but I didn't get a reply if we could play it or not, and so I didn't want to just uh, play. It. But Treevenge, absolutely great. Uh, great music. This and, is three uh, movies now that I'm going to have to watch just from so far early in this episode. Yeah, I'm a fan of uh, inanimate objects that come to life and kill people. Says the snowman. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was just going to stop there. I'm a fan of inanimate objects. Well, I learned that I can actually... I love them. I can kind of move my nose. Oh, yeah. That's a neat trick. I like it. Oh, that's great. As a door. Right. <laughs> number 10. So my By the way, Treevenge is on uh, YouTube for free, so you can check it out. All right, good. <laughs> So my number ten is yet another uh, so bad as good Christmas movie, Christmas horror movie. Uh, Jack Frost, the one about the killer snowman. Which the snowman uh, gives it to them. <laughs> yep, that is great. <laughs> How fitting! And it's it's something that I was just thinking about earlier that basically the movie is child's play if it was a snowman because you have. Yeah this killer that dies, but the spirit of the killer is put into a snowman. And just seeing this very both well-made and also cheaply made snowman suit, guy in a snowman suit wandering around killing people is just phenomenal. Especially, if I remember correctly, it was, uh, he used the nose a lot to, mm -hmm. uh, to kill people. <laughs> so, well, was his nose like an icicle? I or was it a carrot? I can't oh, I think he, oh he shot out icicles actually. Yeah. Oh okay. There's, there's sort of like death in that. Sorry, what were you gonna say, Neil? Uh there's like a weird sexual scene when he's a, he's in a bathtub with the woman. Yeah, that's the one I was referring to. <laughs> uh, that's my personal favorite scene of the movie, but yeah. American <laughs> Pie. Right. If we ever do our thirteen favorite sex scenes in horror, that's gonna be weird. It's making the list. It's a very effective scene. It is. It's it, yeah. It, oh it, yeah. And I agree with everything you said because it's very silly and cheesy, but it's also I think a, a good movie. Oh, it's a ton of fun. That yeah. movie, yeah. It is a uh, higher in the list. Oh, not to mention this is a movie where I will kind of spoil one thing just because it's. I don't think it'll kill anybody's interest in the movie, but just the fact that they kill the snowman with antifreeze, yes, from a car is amazing. <laughs> And then in the sequel, not to speak, he comes back on like a on a like a tropical island. Oh. <laughs> I don't By think way, I've seen the sequel. It's not as good, but it's no. I still enjoy it. Bill Whedon here in the chat, our friend Bill Whedon, he says uh, Brandon Maggard of Christmas Evil is a dear old friend of mine and also the father of Fiona Apple. Oh wow! Wow, did not know that. Oh, very cool. Right. And he also said Silent Night, Deadly Night 5 sounds like Halloween 3. Really, the last <laughs> two are sort of because, like, the, the the first two are, you know, about the same people, and the third one loosely is. I guess it is. It's So the first three are about, then the fourth and the fifth are not really about uh, 
the same characters anymore. All right. Sorry, I lost my eyes holes for a minute. Didn't know where, where I was. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you have that look of maybe like a cyclops snowman. You just have like the one center eye going. <laughs> I kind of like. That's kind of creepy. It is. I kind of dig that. So that was number 10? Yes. Uh, my number 10 is the original Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> which I... I love that movie. I can go back to it every now and then and watch it. Have a lot of fun with it. Um, I'm sure it's on everybody's list higher up. Yeah, it's got one of the, I think, one of the creepiest kills with the plastic bag over the face. Oh, oh no, that's uh, Black Christmas. Oh, Black, oh, yeah, yeah. You said <laughs> oh, all the blinding. original Silent Night. Yeah, Night. okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's hard. Both, well, actually, both are on the list. But yeah, Silent Night, Deadly Night's a very fun movie. I also, I think it's one of the best uh, poster arts. Yeah, agreed. Black Christmas has some of the best poster art too. Actually, also true. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the old seventies ones are all great. I love those. It's also one of my uh, one of the funnest Cisco uh, Nieberts to watch. Oh, do they get very upset about oh, it? Oh, yeah. It's, they... a, it's, a, it's kind of strange. They, like, start telling, like, all the producers' names and, like, <laughs> give out. I don't think they give out their home addresses, but, like, the, they're basically telling you, like, you know, get a hold of them. Don't ever like, watch these guys. Yeah, hey, trying to get them blackballed for making wow. this movie. It's kind of weird. Oh, boy, he literally says about one of the, one of the filmmakers, shame on you. Uh, you have nothing to gain from this, even if, you know, it was a cheap thrill, you know. It was a, and he called it like uh, blood money or something. Oh, really? Yeah, like it's they it takes it really yeah. personal. Wow. Black Christmas. No, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, oh, wow. oh, really? Yeah. I know they don't like. I mean, I just don't know that they appreciated horror really. No, it's weird because I found out recently because when I was doing a lot of research for Brian Usna, um Ebert loved uh, the Reanimator. Oh really? Which is really strange because, like, a lot of the horror stuff he just like hates. Oh yeah, he would hate without even watching. I think because one of the funniest—I know we're getting a little off topic—but one of the funniest ones to me is uh, uh, Friday Friday Thirteenth Part Four because he's he's like saying that like it would like ruin like people's like life because like children will see it and they'll think this is what life is all about. And I'm like, who who would go see Friday Thirteenth Part Four and think this is you know I'm gonna live my life? I mean, it, oh yeah, it changed my life. Friday yeah. Thirteenth Part Four. Then again, Friday Thirteenth Part Four didn't have moms protesting to have the, the movie pulled out of theaters like Silent Night Deadly Night. Yeah, I mean it, it did its job. It pushed buttons. Oh, very much so. <laughs> So let's see. Where were we? Number this is number what 10. ten. All right. Where to trust? I believe. Yep. Yeah, my, my number ten is also a short film, um, and it's "Die's Hand to Die." I love. Oh, excellent! Nice. That, that makes my heart grow. Yeah, it's Very so exciting. good. I've been singing like in the shower, like "Die's Hand to Die." I wish I, I added it to my list though, because I absolutely love it. Yeah, I, yeah. Years agreed. ago, I bookmarked it, and then I was so happy to have a chance to play. It. And the fact that you got you really uh, liked it as much as me made me very happy. I loved it so much; it made me laugh out loud all by myself. <laughs> uh, I had the same reaction the first time and the hundredth time I've seen it. So. 
I love the contrast of the, uh, you know, it's all cute. And he's just totally killing Santa Claus. Especially the voice, I think, really puts it over. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> it, it is, it is. Uh, let's see, that was 10. I'm, I'm going to take my 10 out and put Die Santa Die. But no, we'll put it at 13A, I guess. 10, I have uh, Better Watch Out, which was uh, brought up earlier. Excellent choice. Very fun movie. Well, Home Alone, right? Right, yeah, of course. I think that goes without saying. Number nine, Justin. The number nine is another one we've mentioned uh, prior, uh, Christmas Evil. And especially as someone who loves movies like, say, Taxi Driver, that's especially what clicked with me about Christmas Evil is, you know, just the fact that you have someone who is so obsessed with Santa Claus that he decides to become him and literally glues the beard to his face and ah, it's it's just a fascinating movie to watch and what's also fun to think about is that it's an early one from Troma actually I didn't even know that actually yes some releases have the Troma team uh, releasing a logo in front of it I know when I talked to Brand uh, Maggart, Brandon Maggart, he was gonna. I should contact him again. He was gonna try to get the uh, the director on. I'd be interested because a lot of people from that era who had their movies distributed by Troma don't have you know the best uh, things to say. So I'd be interested. Sure. <laughs> but he's a great pick because I love the movie. Uh, in the chat room, real quick, uh, Bill Whedon says the Lodge is very good but very depressing. The star Riley uh, is Elvis's granddaughter. You know that. And uh, I said Reanimator is one of his favorite horror movies. And AJ says the ladies love the nose wiggle. <laughs> All right. Uh, Troy, what's your number? Uh, what are we, nine? Yeah, nine. nine. Number nine. Okay. Uh, my number nine takes place during Christmas, but that's about all it really has to do Cheater! with Christmas, I know, is uh, P2, which uh, it's cool. Wes Bentley, he's this crazy parking lot attendant and kidnaps this, this woman. It's I liked it a lot. I just think it's a really disturbing movie. I have to admit, I've not seen P2. No? I think you'd like it. Not as well. I'll have to check that out. I actually think that's on Shutter too, because I think I saw it uh, when I was browsing uh, the movie because they added a bunch of stuff for Christmas. I oh, think okay. that's one of them. It probably is because, like I said, it takes place during Christmas. Hmm. and uh, He's he's just fabulous in it. He's great. Um, I will check that out. I think of it whenever I'm on level P2. In a oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yep. a scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how my girlfriend is, too. She's like, yep, I always think back to that movie. All right, number nine for you, Trista. Uh, by the way, Alan says P2 has some intense scenes the chair and the Carl and car, I think. My nine is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Nice. Uh, I love I, I Tim Burton, I love those characters. Yeah, that's a great I mean, what more can you say about it? It's the icon. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, that's one I have to sing along to every time I watch it. Oh, it was definitely. And uh, the wickest that we played in uh, Severed Limbs, I thought his animation was very similar to, to the Tim. Yeah, stuff. I yeah. thought so as well. Yeah. 
I, I really like that one. Mm-hmm. I did too. Especially uh, the song. Was that, sorry? Oh, I was saying, especially the opening song. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. My number nine is Anna and the Apocalypse. It's the only choice, too. Which I'm a big fan of. I'm a musical fan. I know people probably don't know that about me, even though I say that every time, but. Uh, <laughs> They're going to pound it until they do know. Right. This. It's a zombies, Christmas, musical, what's not to love? The music works. The zombie stuff is good. It's fun. It's a good movie. Both of those movies might be higher on my list. Hmm. We were going to see it at Fright Fest in London originally, but uh, I think we got lost traveling London, so we missed it. But I did get to see it in the theater after that. And uh, also, cheap plug, you can check out uh, a bunch of interviews with the cast on the Without Your Head site. Your number, I believe that's on uh, Shutter or something as well right now. Yeah, I think it is. I might have seen it on there too. <clears throat> number nine for you, Troy. Oh. I, I think Justin's number nine. Oh, I or think number we're on eight. Number eight. eight. Oh, eight. I'm sorry. By the way, uh, Bill Whedon says uh, you've met we you've made him want to see P two. Oh, good, 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 good. And the tomb of Nick Cage is a fan. All right. Alrighty. So my number eight is the Creep Show holiday special, which just recently oh. appeared on Shutter. I just yep. watched that. Yeah, it's great. It's loved it. Yeah, just brief little for anyone that hasn't seen it yet uh, out there. Is basically an Alcoholics Anonymous group or people that can turn into different kinds of creatures. Uh, there's a girl that turns into a were a were cheetah. Basically, the werewolf version, a cheetah version of a werewolf. But then they also have other ones like someone actually turns into a were tortoise, which just basically means they eat lots of lettuce and stuff like that. And then you have That'd another be badass. I would love that. Oh yeah, <laughs> the were someone who turns into a were boar, and then they actually have a furry in the group who doesn't turn into anything. He just puts on a. Costume. Hey. And they're joined by. <laughs> a what a freak! Oh, I know, a little weirdo over there. Feels a frosty. I think. <laughs> He's going to start his own group. <laughs> frosty and <Anonymous. laughs> But then they're joined by a, a werewolf, and as it turns out, God created Santa Claus to fight to basically kill werewolves and other were creatures. And so it's basically about Santa Claus coming to kill these were creatures with the help of a bunch of mall Santas uh, to basically rid the world of them. And it leads to this giant battle and it's just, it's great. It's phenomenal. <laughs> if I didn't already like it, uh, you would have sold me on. Oh it. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now I kind of wish I hadn't seen it. I would have been like, holy <laughs> shit. Gotta add that one to this. Oh yeah. No, I was waiting for that one. As soon as I heard about it, I was like, oh, when is that coming on? Oh, right. I just saw that one just a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah, I did too. And the animated uh, special is really good too. Not Christmas yeah, really. That one's like that yeah. one's great. Now it's Detroit number eight. My number eight. Um, I have the uh, 1974 Black Christmas as my number eight. Classic. Now, as <laughs> I said before, that has one of the the uh, 
the best kill scene. I think it's one of like uh, the most effective with the uh, yeah, it's with the plastic bat. Yeah, it's a good word, disturb. Yeah, I like uh, everything about that movie. I just uh, really I too, enjoy really it. Well. I haven't uh, seen that one in years, so I probably should visit really, that yeah. one again. The this the first remake is kind of not too good yeah. to me, but I've never seen the newest remake. I've never it, heard, I've not heard anything good about it. No. It's not very good. No. no. <laughs> yeah, I've not, I've not heard many good things or any good things. Now I think about ah uh, Trista. My eight is Ghostbusters two. No, nice. interesting. Which is a film that I love. They kind of gloss over Christmas. You know, it's taking place during Christmas time for sure, but they don't ha- make a big deal about the day, and, and and then it goes through New Year's. But I love that movie. I love it That's so great. much. I think um, it holds up really well. It's very underrated. I think so too. I can't believe it wasn't nominated for more awards. Didn't win more awards. All of the acting is great. The story, uh, the special effects. Oh. Um, it's funny. It's scary. It's great film. By the way, Tuma Nick Cage says about the um, the Christmas special that Santa sounds like a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If you're anti-lycanthrope, like, screw you, Santa. And Bill Ween says Black Christmas 1974 is absolutely his number one favorite Christmas horror movie of all time. Excellent. Yeah, great choice, Tristan. I didn't even uh, think of that as uh, taking place in Christmas. Uh, my number eight, really, now I think about it, should be my number one for the night, but uh, Jack Frost, which we had talked about. I'm a big fan. Very silly. And then uh, they followed that up with Uncle Sam, which is also, I think, an underrated silly horror movie. Wow. All right, Troy, you're number seven. Um, or, uh, I'm sorry, Justin. Yeah. Number seven. You got to keep me in line with the numbers. <laughs> I think I'm like, I have I don't have enough oxygen going to my yeah, brain. Yeah, brain freeze. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, my number seven is a uh, a French Christmas horror movie, actually, that I Ooh. heard about last year. Lost track of it until recently when I finally watched it. It's called Dial Code Santa Claus, which is also known is known in the States as Deadly Games. Ah, oh. yeah, interesting. I went to um, I went to see that. It's one of the I guess one of the last films I saw in the theater. Uh, they played it last year. I like this. It was at I forget the name of the theater, but they have like this uh, theater. It's a big theater, but then they have uh, basically underground, and it only doesn't hold a lot of people. It was a really weird place to watch a movie. It was cool, but it's it's like Home Alone, very much, and it's a little kid who's a fan of action <laughs> movies, namely That's Rambo. <laughs> you know, he's a fan of Rambo and Commando in particular, and. You know, they have all these crap traps that you set up around the house to play with and play around with. And, and there's this guy who dresses up as Santa Claus and tries to break into the house. And so it's, it, it is very much like Home Alone. It's about him set, setting off all these traps to try and get this guy who's trying to kill him. And it's it's definitely not a kid's movie for sure because it's no. the kid gets injured at one point and is like a hero in an action movie having to just 
get by on a broken leg and mm. fight off this guy that's trying to kill him. But it's, I loved it. And I was, again, like a lot of the other movies on here, it's on Shutter, And I was so happy when I found it on there. You know, the selector is like Home Alone 2. Uh, and oh, yeah, it I can see that. And yeah. the movie came out like a year or two before Home Alone. There's actually people who do think Home Alone. I'm not even joking. There are people uh, who think Home Alone, you know, copied, copied it and made it like a kid's movie out of it. Because <laughs> to be fair, I, I don't think there's too many people that would make that as a real movie that would get main, mainstream release in the U.S. Right. right. Yeah, you'd have to make it more... Uh, palatable for an audience. Yeah, it's, gonna be, it's actually on my honorable uh, mentions. Oh, nice. Uh, Troy. My number seven. Um, my number seven uh, is also a foreign film. It's a Spanish flick called Day of the Beast from, hmm. I think, like, 95, 96. I think I saw that. I was like, yeah. in or something? It's it's a weird movie. Uh, it's uh, pretty religious, I think. Like uh, I haven't seen it in a little while, and I might be uh, might be gilding the lily a little bit. I might be thinking it's a better movie than it really was. And <laughs> thinking back on it, it's kind of a dull movie, but it, I enjoyed it. Yeah, selling this movie. Yeah, you. yeah. I'm like, go <laughs> see this movie. It'll, Bore you to death. Just, te- and, just uh, tell us it's like Home Alone. That's the theme it's, tonight. It's like a Spanish Home Alone. <laughs> home Alone has spawned a lot of horror films. It's true. <laughs> but yeah, maybe I should go back and watch this movie again before I put it on any list. But, uh, <laughs> uh, Bill says the. F- I'm sorry. What are you saying? Well, I was about to say. I just I tried to track that one down before this. Uh, this podcast because I was very curious about that on myself. Yeah, that, it's. I remember enjoying I it, it, but we're going back YouTube, like twenty-five years. Yeah. So, uh, Bill says the fact that Bob Clark directed Black Christmas and A Christmas Story is one of the weirdest pieces of trivia in movies. Oh yeah. And Tuma Nick Cage's dial tone is awesome. Home Alone, but dark, dark, dark. And she also adds that kid is totally going to be a serial killer. <laughs> oh, very much. <laughs> or the next Rambo. That's true. Number seven, Trista. My seven is a film that I love so much, and that is American Psycho. Um, I don't know if nice. you guys remember, it does take place during Christmas. There's a great Christmas party scene in that film. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I didn't. That didn't occur to me about it, but it does because I watched recently for the for the interview we did. Yeah, good. And choice. that was a great interview. That was one of my favorite interviews. Mine too. I like that you thought out of the box for some of these. Yep. Yep. Thanks. Snowman. <laughs> number seven. My number seven. Really, only part of the movie is about Christmas, or it might be a lot higher. But Tales from the Crypt, the original Tales from the Crypt movie. The British one, and uh, all through the house this is amazing. Uh, they took that same story for the first episode of the HBO series, and I actually really like both both versions. But I think I kind of like the uh, the old movie version better. It's a more realistic uh, 
Santa Claus. Like he was really like a really psychopath looking guy. Oh yeah. Very but it's great. It's creepy. It's got a disturbing ending. I'm a fan. All right. Now or did I go out of turn? No. Oh. Why do you always get confused? You were good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I gotta make Troy in charge of the numbers for now. On. <laughs> it's very confusing. I understand. It is. It is. It's Justin's know, number six. Now. I don't know how numbers work. <laughs> numbers are yeah, they're hard. <laughs> and Bill also adds that Trista is awesome. Oh, agreed. Whoa, I think it's kind of debatable, but we'll, no, no, no. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Number six, Justin. Uh, number six. Uh, there's not much I have to say about this one uh, that hasn't already been said by anyone in this group or outside this group. <laughs> I've before Christmas. Oh, very good. Yes. What else can you say about it? <laughs> exactly. Yep. I have some uh, patches on my old uh, hoodie. I'm going to try to get them off. Uh, Troy, you're number six. My number what six doing? also been what? Looked like you were doing something. Oh no! I just consulting my list. Also been mentioned, uh, Anna and the Apocalypse. Which oh, cool! Any movie that you can sing along to is always higher up on my list. I agree. There may even be another musical on my list. Number six uh, for me is Christmas Evil. Which Troy brought up, and I and I think I uh, bypassed Trista by accident. You did, Sorry. but that's yeah. all right because I didn't step I in to tell you. I think because her number six is probably one we haven't talked about, so I was okay. I thought it would be a better last number six. Oh, thank you. That was I a good save. I, think. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're number six, Trista. Okay, <laughs> my number six <laughs> is Edward Scissorhands. Oh, oh excellent! Good. It's got this guy in it. And I, I love that movie. I didn't even consider that as a Christmas one either. I didn't, you know, because it probably would have made my list. <laughs> it occurred no to me. <laughs> that would be kind of creepy to make a snowman with scissor hands. Ooh. I would. I agree. Excellent choice. Good. That is a good movie. I haven't watched it in a long time. I should watch it again. Is that his last movie, Vincent Price? I think so, yeah. Think so, yeah. Uh, let's see. Number five, Justin. Uh, my number five is one from Tristan. I believe, Neil, you might have mentioned earlier. Uh, better watch out. And especially the thing that did win me over for this, for this movie was that I went in completely blind, not knowing a thing about it. And so having, based on what I was seeing at first, I had the idea of where I thought it was going to go, and then it completely went in another direction, and I was just like, ooh, I like this. This is great. Especially because so much of the movie is spent with the lead female character with tape over her mouth. So most of the movie, a chunk of the movie is spent with her just having to express with her eyes her emotions and it's it's great and also just how resourceful she is i because i love films like that given that most most of my films as of late have had female protagonists i think that goes without saying that that's something that 
I enjoy seeing in a horror film is a resourceful female main character. So, you know, it's it's just fantastic. I love it. And especially the way it turn, flips Home Alone on his head. Yeah, I agree. I'm glad it uh, made everyone's list. I think it made everyone's list. Except for it did now because it's also my number five. Oh, okay. Yep, Justin and I are on this weird wavelength on this one. It's <laughs> like, I think this is our second or third one that's been on the same spot. So, yep, that's my number five. Nice. All right. I figured out how to drink coffee, if you're wondering. <laughs> Trista's number five. Yeah. My five is Bob Clark's Black Christmas. Which one? I'm sorry. Um, the original Black Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which all... I think we've all got on our Well, list. I haven't yet, but it is also my oh. number five, Tristan. Oh. oh. You guys oh. are on that same wavelength, too. Five's where it sinks up. <laughs> yep. Five alive. But yeah, I agree, I agree with that pick. Excellent. All right, so that's my number five as well. So we're, now we're getting to number four. Number the four, Justin. Top four. Don't steal my number four. <laughs> number four is uh, Michael Doherty, Krampus. Hmm. Uh, it's a movie I did go to see in theaters when it came out around Christmas time. It's, and again, for anyone in the group or out of the group that hasn't seen it, it's basically that this family that gets together around Christmas, uh, this little boy shreds up his letter to Santa and basically wishes uh, bad things on his family that ultimately brings about Krampus to uh, bring about, basically attack his family with uh, puppets and toys, demonic teddy bears and such, and evil elves. It's just such a phenomenal, fun movie. And actually, one brief little thing that I want to grab from my... Uh, desk over here, if I may, that has to do with Krampus. Do it. <laughs> this is something that you can actually get from FYE. Krampus. Man. Yes. And I've actually kept it all. In oh, the- wow. That's nice. Yeah, that oh, is wow. beautiful. Oh, yeah. You got the demonic teddy bear. You got the evil uh, gingerbread man. You have Krampus himself. And then wow. you have, that's badass. I love it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's such a fun movie. And I mean, I love it enough that I had to have this. So. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I saw it at the theater too. Uh, we went to see that. Um, the night we went to, this is a stupid thing to bring up. The night we went to see the Slut Cracker. <laughs> yeah, but that's a, that's a holiday theme it is. thing. Too. It is. It's a weird live thing in Boston. And then, it's a retelling of the Nutcracker, but it has a giant uh, dildo that ejaculates <laughs> snow over the crowd. It's a good time. It's interactive. That's you know, it's always a plus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But Krampus, excellent choice. Yeah. I have a different number. And four. I love the I love the action figure number four. Yeah, that, and Justin's such a good guest. He asks permission before he goes and like gets something, you know. Yeah, like, I think Justin's good for the the thirteens. Uh, We're gonna bring no, you back for more. Nice. I'm on board for whatever. Yeah, you <laughs> good because we're gonna do it anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now we don't have to kidnap you though. That's right. a good 
You won't be like duct taped to a chair for the next thirteen. Now, who says I wouldn't? I wouldn't like that. Yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> I could wheel you out More for the next episode. Yeah. Like, you and Troy are on the same uh, wavelength again. Yeah, yeah. All right, my number four is uh, is Saint, which um, oh, yeah. for me was was kind of uh, what I wanted from some of the movies that like started out with a really good premise, but never really pulled it together. This one I just loved from beginning to end, and I I learned I it, it kind of set gears in motion for me because you know it's all about Saint Nicholas, and then. Uh, then, like, I found out a lot of the backstory with with uh, Saint Nicholas and Black Pete and Krampus and a lot of that good stuff and uh, the whole you Saint know, Nicholas Day thing and all that good stuff. Yeah, I've never seen. I, 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 it's. I think it's called like the uh, Scent in its own Scent, language. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've never seen that movie because I can never. I don't know where you can watch it. Um, I always thought. I always thought the poster looks awesome. Watch it on Prime right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I should have looked into that. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. Nice. Nice I, I really enjoy it. I liked yeah. it a lot. It's a good, uh, like, undead um, St. Nicholas. And, oh, very cool. Yeah. You, you drew yourself as St. Nicholas one year. I think I did, yeah. Yep. That, uh, you were like a sleazy Santa and St. <laughs> Nicholas, which is the great thing about St. Nicholas is like that uh, – he he was this Turkish saint, and he was the patron saint of um, of merchant marines and prostitutes, which always go hand in hand. And he was known to uh, bring like undead pros or dead prostitutes back to life and stuff. He was kind of a resurrection priest, Weird. which I guess is a good thing. And yeah. Some strange times, though, and that he, uh, I think he lived in Spain. Like that's where he would uh, he would go and deliver like switches and things to like kids that were kind of on the fringe. And so, no North Pole. He was he was living in Spain, and he'd have his little group of black peats that would go out and patrol the lands and see who was misbehaving. Because you didn't get anything for being a good kid. You were expected to be a good kid. It was when you weren't a good kid that then mm. they they came tapping on your window and bad things would happen. So remember that, everyone watching. That's it. All of the children watching. Yes, yeah. this is a very good <laughs> children's programming here, I think. Uh, two Minute Cages, uh, Tony Collette is always fun. One of my favorite Scream Queens. Mine too. That was what four? Yep. Yeah. Yes, so, yeah. Thank you, Troy. Um, <laughs> my number four. Uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I think Justin might be a fan of this film. My four is Gremlins. <laughs> I wonder what you play. I love Gremlins as well. As do I. Excellent choice. Gizmo Kaka. <laughs> All right, my number four, uh, I'm sure has been mentioned, Silent Night, Deadly Night, the original. 
All right, now we're into the top three. By the way, Bill's going to go. Thank you for uh, – oh, no, he's saying false alarm. He's staying here. All right. So we now the number three, Justin. Uh, this is where you and I sync up, uh, Neil. My number three is the original Silent Night. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Excellent choice. Yeah. Anything you'd like to add that we haven't talked about? Yeah, just that it's – for the last few years especially, it's been a staple around – Christmas time for me, especially because uh, a theater that I feel like we've talked about before on this show, and I know you've definitely been to, Tristan, I think you've been to, Neil, the New Beverly Cinema every year around, well, except for this year, around Christmas time has a double feature of Black Christmas and Silent Night, Deadly Night. And any chance I can, I always try to get tickets to see that. So I've seen it since hearing about it at least three times at that theater once a year. Uh, every other year at this point, actually, because it's, you know, it just depends on what's going on at the time where I'm able to get time off work to go see it and or get tickets because tickets always uh, sell out for that show. And it's, it's a fun show, especially because they show the, the Christmas segment from the 1970s Tales from the Crypt uh, as, as the short for the night before the whole program. So, awesome. no, it's, I love it. It's, it's a fun movie. Yeah, I think cool. I went there last year uh, for Die Hard. I think That's unless that was another theater. Yeah, they do it every year. Okay, except for this year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and actually, one little fact that I will drop is uh, for anyone that has seen it at, at the beginning, the old man is actually old man Peabody from uh, Back to the Future. Oh, really? Interesting. I did not know that. Yes. Excellent movie, excellent theater, and uh, thanks, uh, Michael and Sophia, for taking me there last year. Number three, Troy. And number three, um, could sing a long time. It's been mentioned before, and my number three is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Excellent. Excellent. What's your favorite uh, character? Ah, uh, the Oogie Boogie Man. I uh, love him. He's he's the Mac Daddy. Mm-hmm. It's hopeless. You're finished. You haven't got a friend. Because I'm the Oogie Boogie Man, and you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> if I could do a Danny Elfman, I'd do like you know other songs. I need someone else to do like an Elfman with. Excellent. We have to. We have to. We're gonna put together a musical. And Troy can. Yeah. Do some of the tunes. Here. We can do Scrooge the musical. You know. Ooh. Be spoiling my list here. Number three, <laughs> Trista. My number three is a film I love so much, and it is Batman Returns. Nice. Penguin. Definitely. I didn't realize Christmas-y. that was a Christmas movie till recently. Someone brought it up to me. Yeah, I love the penguin. He's so great in that. Is that what you said too, penguin? Yeah, the penguin, yeah. Yeah, he's so great. And they're all great. Michael Keaton's my favorite Batman, and um, Michelle Pfeiffer's my favorite Catwoman. He was my first crush, actually. (laughs) Catwoman. She's so great in it. And now you have all these cats. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It all ties together. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, you have a crazy Christopher Walken in that one. Yeah, he's so great. He's always great. Right. And the whole like Art Deco aesthetic is oh, yeah. really like I think there's some uh, German expressionism in there oh, as well. You know, plus giving Tim Burton free reign to do whatever he wants, especially just makes that movie really just uh, flourish all around. I agree. Excellent choice. Number three for me is the 1951 uh, Christmas Carol. Uh, I love oh, pretty. Awesome. I love all uh, versions of the Christmas Carol. I believe. I think that's. Uh, I don't think there's any dislike. But if I'm going to pick one, maybe I have two on my list. We'll find out. But uh, I love that. I also love uh, Jacob Marley in that one. I think it's the coolest Jacob. I Marley. think that's the best Jacob Marley. Yeah. yeah. I dressed as Jacob Mar- as that Jacob Marley for Halloween one year. That's a really creepy uh, version. It is, you're right. Is that the Alistair Sim one? Yes, Alistair yeah. Sim. It's uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. All right, number two. Justin. My number two is uh, one that's been mentioned quite a few times tonight, uh, the original Black Christmas. And, yeah, no, it's, it's just a great slow burn thriller and it's, it is fascinating to see Bob Clark go from A Christmas Story and even Porky, you know, going into those two movies oh, after yeah. Black Christmas. And uh, not to mention, you also get Margot Kidder is a ton of fun in that movie as well. Yeah. Yeah. Olivia Hussey is great. Uh, John Saxon, rest in peace, uh, is also phenomenal in the movie. And, yeah. It, it's just a great movie, and it's one that is interesting because uh, this year was the first time I saw any of the remakes because I just decided it was time. It was time to put aside the, you know, I've heard they're bad, a bias, and just watch the movie. Sometimes you get su- you're surprised, you know. Oh, yeah, and, you know, all three movies are ranked in the order that they came out. So. <laughs> right. Number, right, right. The top. Number two is not bad. It's actually uh, pretty good for what it is. More or less the sleazy version of the original. But with some well-done elements. Uh, it's well shot, for one thing. Well lit. Um, though, the and the flashbacks that they add to it are interesting, but to, they give you more of a backstory to the Billy character. They're just... The, there's only, only the first one of the three is actually properly placed because you have someone telling the story. The, the other two that are split apart here and disappear here and there without much motivation, which is kind of weird. Whereas the remake that came out last year is a steaming pile of crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't seen that one. I don't th- does it really even follow the other two movies? I've not it seen has it. has a couple little references. They, the cat Claude pops up again. In this in this newest one, but as a it's a female cat now named Claudette, and yeah, now I'm trying to remember. Uh, there is a kill. Someone is killed, and they disappear, and no one knows where this person disappeared to. And you have this moment where someone's walking away from the dormitory, and you see a shot where that person's actually lying on top of the roof of the dormitory as that person's walking away after having just looked for their friend. 
So there's a couple little things in there that it has in common, but they're very minute. Otherwise, the rest of the movie is just... It's dumb. It's full of jump scares. It's, <laughs> uh, the main character is probably the only one I like. The rest are all very uh, annoying. And, yeah, it's just... It's not a good movie. I did not like it. <laughs> oh, and spoilers, it ends with uh, the villains talking about how they want to basically take over the world. <laughs> well, like Pinky in the Brain? It's it pretty cool. Movie. Yeah. Uh, the two minute cages. I love Michelle Pfeiffer and Christopher Walken. Me too. As well, you should. Number two for Troy. My number two has been mentioned at least once. Um, but it's both versions of uh, All Through the House. Um, both the uh, Tales from the Crypt, the the British one, and the I went one. and I, I I rewatched the HBO one, the one I think Zemeckis did it. Um, and I'll give that one more props this last time I viewed it because, like, I I remember talking about the British one because originally I had thought that um. The Santa and that looked more like the Johnny Craig Santa from the old DC Comics one. But I think that, uh, what's his name? Larry Drake? Yeah, who's Dr. Giggles. Uh, Dr. Yeah. Giggles. I think actually his Santa looks more like oh, the, really? uh, the old Craig comic one. You know, well, he's but, more car- It's much more cartoony version. So. Oh, yeah, the, the version itself. But yeah. like, I think they kind of kept the look like really well done. Um, but Either either version, I don't think it can go wrong. With. Yeah, I, I like they're both yeah. great. Mm-hmm. And Joan Collins is real good in the in the uh, yeah in the seventies one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I'm a fan of anthology films. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, and then after you watch those two, then go back and find a reprint of uh, the old Tales from the Crypt and watch the old. Uh, I'll read the old. There you go. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the comics too. Yeah. Yep. Number two, Trista. My two is The Night of the Hunter. Mm. Ooh, nice. That's a very good one. Um, yeah, I, I don't have hate and love it. written on my knuckles. <laughs> but. On your snowy knuckles? I don't. I don't. I said oh. I should have, but yeah. Oh, okay, it reminded it, uh, Queen of the Dead, actually. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> very cool. But yeah, that's an excellent choice. Christy yeah. really uh, thought of ones I didn't think of. Yeah, like, she. Yeah. Outside of the box. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, excellent choice. I haven't watched that in a long time, but it's always one of my favorites, too. Uh, number two for me is Scrooge with Albert Finney, the nice. uh, musical version. Uh, when I love this one. Uh, when I was a kid, they would show it on Channel 38, one of our local channels. And they would always cut out this one song uh, when they dance on his. Um, so it's at his funeral, at uh, Ebenezer Scrooge's funeral, and uh, they would sing and dance on his on his coffin. And they would cut that out of uh, on TV because they thought. Well, it thank was you very much. Yeah, so. Thank you very much. That's the nicest thing that anyone's ever done for me. It's a pretty <laughs> awesome scene. It's, yeah. You know, it's pretty dark, really. They're happy that he's dead, and they're dancing on his coffin. <laughs> and then he realizes it, and he's all sad. But, uh, yeah, I love it. 
Yeah, that one's tremendous. It's Vinny's also so good. Some really creepy uh, scenes in it too, like the. Uh, uh, I think they would cut out that too when they show it when he's the the two uh, like pestilence and um, the two kids under the robe of. Uh, oh, Christmas of present. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. They would cut out a few things when they showed on TV. They probably wouldn't anymore about the time. The hot soup man that's dancing on uh, Scrooge's coffin, like, he does the best job with, like, throwing his hat up in the air, too. He doesn't, like, drop it once. It's pretty amazing. (laughs) I love it. All right. Number one time. (laughs) My number one is Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. I'm I'm kidding. It's Grandpa. <laughs> that, that was a little I, out the box. Know, I, I, I always figured you're a big Kirk Cameron fan. <laughs> it's horrifying, isn't it? But, yeah. Uh, but no, I I love Gremlins. Uh, I don't know if anyone could tell. No, it, no. It's <laughs> you know it's it's a favorite. It's it's a staple to watch every Christmas. It you know it fits that perfect bracket of you know, something demented to watch around the holiday season that still also feels a bit warm and fuzzy, you know, it's kind of and not just for the ground ones, but just the overall feeling you get from watching the movie. And no, it's great. And it's easily my favorite of Joe Dante's film. Yeah. Uh, the Howling would be probably a close second. Uh yeah, no, it's it's a classic and there's not much more I can say about it. And I, um, I speak as Cecil Nieberg again. I know you know they didn't like it because they said it was too scary for kids. But I think that's exactly why kids like it is because yeah. it's not it's not made. I don't think kids really want a movie that's like made you know kiddish. Maybe if you're really small. But I know when I was young, like I would want to watch something that's not you know made you know to be like a childish movie. So it's exactly. I think it's a movie you could watch as a kid, but you're going to enjoy it uh, as an adult. Yeah. But it's got all the elements. It's fun. It still is like scary and cool monsters. And uh, so you got the, the scary stripe, but then you've got the, one of the cutest guys around there. Yep. And Dick Miller. Oh, yeah. That's who you mean by the cutest one, right? You may find out very briefly that I love it as well. So, what's your number one, oh. Troy? My number one, um, I may have cheated a little bit, but it's uh, all versions of uh, A Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. Excellent. I know, almost did that too, but yeah, I decided to pick two specifically. No, I'm, I'm proud of you for doing that. Cause like, uh, but there's certain things about Scrooge that I absolutely adore, and then there are certain things about uh, a lot of the different Christmas carols, like... Um, even even like um, the Muppet Christmas Carol, I think is great. Mm-hmm. I stand by the Mister Magoo. It's on my uh, Mr. honorable Magoo is tremendous. Yeah, the saddest uh, song ever written, isn't it? Agreed, totally what are, agreed. What are your thoughts on the Mickey uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol from the eighties? <laughs> that one's okay. It's it's worth watching, but um, yeah, I, I just think uh, any any and all versions of a Christmas Carol. So far, the one I've seen is the George C. Scott one. Okay, I like that one, too. That one's good. Um, the one with, uh, oh, God, the hell's his name? Uh, Patrick Stewart's Christmas Carol's real good, too. 
right. Trista, your number one. Well, my number one is um, Scrooge with Bill Murray. Nice. Well, that always, falls under that heading. Too. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I always cry at the end when the little boy talks. Every year I watch it, and every year I cry. I love that. And I love Carol Kane and Bill Murray. I mean, the cast is so great. Yeah. This is a fun one. I'm glad that many versions of uh, of Christmas Carol made everyone's list. Uh, my number one is also Gremlins. Nice. So perfect it, I, for me. It's a perfect movie. It's uh, it's fun. Yeah. Makes me feel like a kid. It's also scary and cool monsters. So it works all around for me. Agreed. And I agree. Watch it now, and it, it, you feel uh, you know. I feel like a little kid when watching. It. It's good. It was only omitted from my list because I didn't think of it. Yes. And it probably would have been there as well. Well, last year they had a, a, a double feature, it and E.T. Uh, right nice. before L.A. It was very fun to see. It was cool. There was a lot of little kids there, too. And I didn't know if little kids still went to the theater, but that was fun to see. That is good. And they didn't cut out penis breath of that on that E.T. It was uh, the they old do later uncut on. version. Yeah, the... the oh. They cut out penis breath and they digitally take out all the guns from the police officers. That's depressing. Yes. I mean, it's one of the most iconic scenes when yep. she calls him penis breath. But anyway, that was really fun. It was. It was. It was an excellent 13. Yes. So uh, we got a couple other things to do here. Oh, any. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go on. I was oh, just yeah, wondering if anybody had honorable mentions. I have a few here. Uh, Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol brought up in Deadly Games. I have a couple other here, but let's hear some other people's. And, and, uh... Mine were already covered by you guys. Okay. I, oh, okay. I think most of mine were too, except for maybe uh, Silent Night with Malcolm McDowell from like oh, 2012. Okay. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that one, mostly because of Malcolm. He's really good in it. Okay. Well, I get uh, a good tidy. Sorry, what was that? Donald Lowe, too. He's in that, and he's very good. Yep. I like him. Sorry, go That's all right. Uh, Red Christmas, I really like. Oh, um, yeah. I think it's underrated uh, modern Christmas horror movie. Uh, good Tidings, also really good. It's a very gritty uh, British Christmas horror movie. I forgot about that one, too. I enjoyed that one. Elves is absolutely terrible, but I love it. <laughs> yep. With with Grizzly Adams. I know that's not his real name, but. I think it is. Every, yeah. Have you ever seen Elves, Justin? I did recently, actually. Yeah, it's terrible, but it's awesome. Oh, yeah. I, I think they have the one, like, um, gruesome claw. And they yeah, they don't even with, have a yeah. whole elf. They have an arm and a, and a head. Yeah. So I'm a fan of any time in a movie when it's just like they just have, like, something stuck in front of the camera. <laughs> like, uh, one like that to attack. Uh, that's that's kind of my kind of thing. I should do that in a short, I guess. Uh, but yeah, Elf, attacked by you, your carrot nose. Exactly. Yeah. But the and if you explain what Elves is about, like I think I'd convince myself that it's awesome, but it's really terrible. <laughs> but it's about this this grandfather who wants to make the master. He's like a not an old Nazi, and he wants to make the master race through incest with his granddaughter and an elf. And this will somehow bring a 
bring a lot bring about the master race of the Nazis. It makes no sense at all. It's hor- it's just awful. But I love it. That sounded really skeevy, but it's not. It's just a dumb movie. Uh, and Puka, which is a fun movie. It's on the Hulu After Dark. I don't know that. It's good. I, li- I actually like most of those. I would suggest uh, it's big, big, uh, kind of like me, like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anybody else have any ones that uh, weren't mentioned? Uh, I have a a couple actually. Okay. Uh, one is really not much of a horror movie especially in comparison to its prequel, but I saw it recently and thought about it a lot. Uh, Curse of the Cat People. Okay. That is a Christmas movie, actually. For anyone that had, hasn't seen it or has seen it. And there was one other one that I... Oh, well, we kind of mentioned this one, but Mickey's Christmas Carol. Because that was something that did actually terrify me as a kid, and is actually very dark and just... <laughs> uh, so, those would be my two. They're excellent. Good choice. By the way, uh, Two Minute Cage also says uh, Buster Poindexter and Scrooge. <laughs> They're a fan of Buster Poindexter and Scrooge. He was uh, great. And what, what was that King one where um, he's hunting the cat? He's the, uh, the head man. Uh, cat's eye? I think maybe no, it wasn't cat's eye. It was oh, can't think of it now. Or maybe it might have been a king story in another uh, anthology one. Maybe creep? No, not creep show. The um, tales from the dark side. The movie. Tales from the Dark Side is really underrated in anthology. Yeah, I has love one of the, Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah, has one I of the best that cat in it. Yeah. yeah, that's the one then. That's the one with Buster Poindexter is like the assassin that um, the old guy from Preetzi's Honor. I'm sure he has a name, but I don't know what it is. He hires him to kill his cat. Oh, yeah, I know what he mean. You'd see him in everything back in yeah. the day. So, all right. So, um, for all the fine people who share without your head, help spread the head. You like the show, I assume, since you're here watching it. So, if you share it on Twitter or Facebook or you go spray paint it on your neighbor's car, I don't actually recommend that. But you share the show. I keep track of it. Let me know. I know if it's on Facebook or Twitter, probably. But if it's somewhere else, let me know. I keep track of all the names, and when we get prizes, we're going to give them away. And that's how we're going to give them away. So I've got all the names in here that have been sharing the show <laughs> this month. And someone is going to win Possessor, which is right up here, I believe. I can't really see, but You're I'm nailing gonna... Yeah. Excellent. Possessor, really uh, cool movie by Brandon Cronenberg. So you're going to win Blu-ray. I think it's a 4K Ultra 2. I think I have a name here. Good Lord. James Lamont. You have a receipt, I think. Yeah. From... Oh, that's cool. Oh. James Lamont. Very cool. From uh, It came from the 508 Productions. He makes a lot of uh, cool uh, short horror films up in the Boston area. 
Nice. And since it's right, this is our last show before Christmas. Oh. I have a surprise. We're going to give away two copies of oh. Thanks to the fine folks of Wellgo USA. So, who wins the second copy? <laughs> <laughs> who is this? It's backwards. Huh, also, oddly enough, someone else from uh, Boston. Jim McDonough. No oh, guys. Nice. Very cool. He makes uh he made uh, makes a lot of very fun movies, yep. tiny clones and huh, two uh filmmakers nice and, and this there's no shenanigans here. That's the snowman. Yeah, true. Sure, you can always trust a snowman. Right. And we're also since we had severed limbs for by the chimney with scare with an amazing logo by uh by Troy here. Thank you. The last two, I was very uh, lackadaisical in, in giving out the awards. But not this time. I have the awards right here. Nice. So, the Alexander Hawk Award, which is your most memorable or lovable character performance. The runners-up were Sherry Lee in Scaring Sherry and the dog in The Wickest. Nice. Uh, the winner is David Lee Hess in Fetish. Very uh, fun movie. That's a great the Maryland. One. It was the Maryland Burns Award, which is uh, the best hero in a in a short. The runners up were "Let Me Help You" and "Warrior Predator," and the best hero goes to Trista Robinson and nice. Your oh, what? Did you yep. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And this was voted on by uh, the viewers of the uh, festival. And Justin wrote this. I did. Film, yeah. This is so special. This is how Justin and I met. So that's Oh, really? Oh, that's awesome. That's, yeah, yeah, that's tremendous. I did not expect that. Thank you. The Gunnar Hansen Award for the best villain. The runners-up are Better to Taste You With and Having Your Cake. The winner is David McMahon in C is for Colorophilia. I don't know how you say this. It's uh, the sexual, uh, if you're into clowns, basically. But it's an excellent short. It's very creepy. Uh, the Ben Chapman Award for Best Creature or Monster. The runners-up were I Laugh on the Outside and Murderous Space Fatherfuckers. <laughs> And uh, the winner was there is Predator and Predator Warrior. Nice. The Conrad Brooks Award for the funniest short or performance. The runners up are Murderous Space Fatherfuckers and Fetish. And the winner is Poetry Betwixt Friendships. Uh, Friendship by Bob Rose, which is the very, that one was very insane. Uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis Award, Best Kill or Gory Short, Runners Up, The Better to Taste You With, and Fetish. The winner, Shiny Diamonds. Oh, nice. That's a great one. Yeah, Yeah, that's a really good one. The Joel Reed Award, which is the craziest, weirdest, or most bizarre short. Uh, Runners Up, C is for Chlorophyllia and Star Beast. And the winner is... Poetry Betwixt Friendship. 
by Bob Rose. Well deserved. The Angus Scrim Award, scariest moment, performance, or short. Runners up, killing time and scaring Sherry. And the winner is Let Me Help You. Very good. Uh, the Robin Hardy Award, which was previously won by Justin here. For Best Director, Runners Up, Bob Rose for Poetry Betwixt Friendship, and David Lee Hess for and uh, Richard H. Perry for Fetish. And the winner, George James Frazier for Scaring Sherry. The Betsy Palmer Award for Best Female Performance, which was won by Trista last time. Runners Up, Yara Ben Bishti for Let Me Help You, and Liesl Hansen for Help. And the winner is Trista Robinson for Having Your Cake. Oh, Excellent. Nice. Shut up. Thank you. Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thanks, uh, the, the Dieter Laser Award for Best Male Performance. Runners up, Seth Chatfield for Just Relax, and Jay Allen Tucker for Killing Time. And the winner is David Lee Hess in Fetish. Very good. Well deserved. And the Sid Haig Award for Best Short of the Festival. Runners up are Fetish and Poetry Betwixt Friendship. And the winner is Having Your Cake. Very good. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you, guys. And um, that's awesome. Marsh will be so excited to hear that as well. I didn't have time to do the – I was going to show them, but I didn't have time to uh, make the uh, the trophies, but they'll be up on the uh, the page in the next day or so. You've done remarkably well for a man wearing a snowman. There's no so way I can – I, I probably wouldn't. I don't well. know how – I don't think I would have been able to share it. Share it <laughs> anyway, so it's probably a good thing. And I don't want to ruin the illusion that I'm not really a snowman. And, and take it's off true. Off. Don't do that. Yeah. yeah. I should have I should have put gloves, but I don't. I wouldn't have been able to do anything. I've never had a snowman tell me I won an award. Oh, that's pretty exciting! <laughs> Many firsts here since yeah. joining without your head. That's one of the perks. <laughs> Frosty was the fastest belly whopper. In all <laughs> it's kind of uh, you know. First, I thought it was hot, but it's actually kind of cozy. Is it? I think about it. Yeah. You might wear that all the time. Okay, could be my new thing. The thing is, it's not just Christmas. I mean, it's all winter. Yep. That's true. <laughs> but I think too much of a good thing. We don't want to spoil all the, all the listeners. Yeah, save it for those Christmas moments. Exactly. Well, this has been excellent. And uh, thank you, Justin, for joining us. Mm-hmm. Of course. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure, as always. Yeah. I'm jealous of your gizmo. <laughs> That is a cool gizmo. Yeah. And I like that it re- when it's sitting on your lap, it fits right into the, uh, it's almost like a, like it would just attach to the uh, <laughs> Velcro. It just yeah. passes the body. Yeah. You need like a baby Bjorn. <laughs> <laughs> that would be perfect. Actually. So are you excited if they uh, do the gremlins? I know there was talk about gremlins three. Gremlins three. I, you know, the more I hear the more I hear about it, you know that they're relying more on practical effects with it, and that they're bringing Zach uh, Gal- Zach Galgan back for it. Yeah, I'd say I'm pretty excited for it. Just you know, at this point, just waiting to see a trailer. 
Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, you know, it's fun. I'd like to see another one, especially like you said with Pre- Yeah, it wouldn't be the same if they did CG uh, Gremlins. It would just be sure. sad. All right. Well, anything else anyone wants to uh, throw out there? Any plugs, Justin? Uh, no, nothing at the moment. <laughs> follow, you can follow Without Your Head everywhere. Just look up Without Your Head. Follow us. Rate us on everything. As long as it's positive. Don't give us <laughs> bad ratings. If we can do that, just go do something else. Yeah. But, uh, Find a new hobby. Right. So we'll be back next week with Brian Usna, and uh, we might have probably another show too. But anyway, go to the group, join the group, and all the updates will be there. It'll be a good time. And thanks to all the other shows on the Without Your Head Network. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's time for last. So this this is Nasty Neil. This is Terrible Troy. I'm Treacherous Trista. And I'm beheading Justin. And this is Without. There you you go. Excellent. (laughs) Now we all laugh, Justin. (laughs) 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 They're just going to make me laugh like this forever. (laughs) 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 Yes, happy holidays, everybody. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Doc, number 13, Doctors of December, will be sometime next week, too. We'll figure all Ooh. this out. From ancient terrors to the search for modern-day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. Ripley, we should have The tomb of Nick Cage. They're coming tonight! Mostly! They're coming tonight! Mostly! They're coming tonight! Mostly! They're coming tonight! Mostly! Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The tomb of Nick Cage. Oh,